in unlearning thousands of years of this kind of conditioning, Mm -hmm. our job is to say, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What makes me feel good? What, what, what foods upset me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I don't get this much sleep, what am I like the next day? If I drink Mm -hmm. that much coffee, I mean, it's these simple, tiny little places that we begin with, these little questions. But when we start to pull that thread, yeah, all kinds of things unravel. And we get to use that thread to knit together what we do love, what we do want. And we learn to ask other people, what is it that you want? Yeah. So that I can nourish you the way that you long to be nourished. You're listening to Nourish the Risk Takers. I'm your host, Marisa Lowen. In this podcast, we explore the intricacies and complexities of asking for and receiving help. I am so excited about this week's Nourish the Risk Takers podcast because um, Karina and I have have been in a, in a relationship, and I know that sounds really, you know, everyone's going, "Ooh, a relationship." Uh, we've been in an interesting, I would say, collaboration, co-creation space over the last two or three months, especially, um, and it's been a really, I would say, an intimate connection that we've had um, Mm -hmm. in that you brought an idea to me and I was like, yeah, let's make it happen. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But for right now, Karina, welcome to Nourish the Risk Takers. Do you want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me on, Marisa. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Karina Blackheart. I am uh, the founder of KBH Enterprises, which is just everything that I do under that umbrella. But right now, my big baby that I'm working on and trying to grow and develop and water and nourish is thecroneherself.com, where I discuss big crone energy, teach women who are my age and way younger than me how to access this energy for the betterment of our lives so that our whole lives get bigger, that we take better responsibility for ourselves, our power, and the collective. So I'm a a whole life priestess, whole life evolutionary priestess, really interested in working with women um, to take our power and destroy, burn, demolish the good girl book of rules that don't make any sense. Yeah. So let's, let's dive in there because of course this podcast is about nourishing the risk takers. And I definitely have seen, um, you know, when I, when somebody says, well, what's a risk taker? And I said, you know, you know, originally I, I saw the business owners were expected to take on a lot of risk, a lot of responsibility, um, just because they have the audacity to come up with an idea. And right. I could see a lot of people going, well, if you didn't know that that was going to happen, you shouldn't have become a business owner. Meanwhile, this was always said by people who don't have the guts or gumption to actually become a business owner themselves. And that'll so, never work. That'll never work. That'll yeah, that's right. And it's job. like, have you tried it? No, then yeah. why are you even talking to me right now? Like, it's just right. like one of those things. And so I started thinking about Nourish the Risk Takers about how we can reach out to people who are traditionally expected to do the labor, to do the work. Um, and if they have any kind of like, hey, can we do this easier? Can I get help? Can I get support? It was like, why can't you hack it? Or why can't you handle it? And I love that you work with um, women who, because let's just face it, a lot of labor is expected <laughs> of women um, and femme folks to, to just do it and to not ask for help. And if you ask for help, you know, there's, we, we can do this as a gender examination. And I do hope that people do participate in this because of course, men have their own set of expectations as well, Correct. but we can look at, you know, women and uh, the, the folks who are uh, women adjacent. Uh, you know, we definitely are seeing that they're not allowed to ask for help. They're not allowed because it seems like, why can't you handle it? Why can't you do it all? 
Or you're supposed to already know, right? You're just supposed to magically know. Um, I was just getting ready for my own podcast. And one of the, I've been soliciting questions from my audience. And one of the questions was like, I'm sandwiched between caring for aging, ailing parents and teenagers. And I'm in perimenopause. How do I do this gracefully? And I was like, what's grace? <laughs> what is, first of all, let's look up the word grace and figure yeah. out what that means. And what does that mean to you? And who told you you had to be graceful Yeah, in every moment? And nobody gave us the manual of how to do this. Right. And we don't have elders. We don't ask our elders right? Or the elders aren't forthcoming or, or they're still saying you should already know. You should just know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just looked know, up the definition so of mm -hmm. grace, but I just looked up the definition of grace and uh, it's like courteous goodwill. So I love this actually, because we got to give ourselves some courteous goodwill in, in managing all of these rules that we're taking on. Yes. Yeah. And, and that are thrust upon us, right? I mean, we know someday our parents are going to get old and they're going to need us. And we know Absolutely. someday we're going to have teenagers and they're going to need us differently from moment to moment to moment to moment. Despite them saying that they don't need us. Yes. They do. Despite yes. them saying, get away from me, just leave me alone. Right? Yeah. Um, and our bodies need us. And, you know, our mind needs us. So, like, we're present in so many different positions. Right. What I said to this woman was, this is an obstacle course. And the only way that you learn to run an obstacle course is you learn to run it. You mm. practice it and you practice it and you practice it and you practice it. And we have no practice for this right. obstacle course. Right. We're just supposed to step into the role. No matter whether it's in our life or raising children or facing menopause or getting older or taking care of our aging parents or running a business. Mm -hmm. You know, the only way you get to know what the steps are and the obstacle, and you can foresee obstacles is if mm -hmm. you've run that course a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where you come in, right? Because you've run the course so many times, right? Like you can foresee, oh, you, you need to do this next. You need to do this next. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't spend your time doing that, right? And it's yeah. so wonderful to have um, a business mentor who is experienced. Yeah. Well, I'm now, also like a disaster. For help matters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a disaster prep person too. So like I started off in crisis communications. And so I'm the person who like literally thought of all of the worst case scenarios that could happen mm -hmm. in uh, anything, any situation. I worked in a variety of different industries. And so I bring that because I think it, I don't want to like bring anybody's vibe down, you know, like the whole like good vibes only crap that we hear out there, but, but it's like being prepared, right. Being prepared because at any given time, when we are working with people who are disabled or who have neurodivergence or any of the other plethora of marginalizations and oppressions that at any given time are placed upon our bodies, we have to plan to navigate everything. And when we're running a business and that's our only income source, we don't have the luxury to just put things on the shelf. Like, oh, I'll, I'll work my business later while I handle this flare up while I handle, you know, my aging parent needing care. I'll just do it later. That doesn't work like that. My father passed away suddenly. And I remember thinking like, thank God I work a bit because I didn't have to worry about bereavement time. Right. I flew out the next day. Um, I was able to help my stepmother, you know, be there and be with the family. Uh, and but I still worked. Like I remember one of my clients was like, what's the background happening? I'm like, I'm in a hotel room. Um, I made the decision to get a hotel room instead of staying with my family because I knew I'd have to work. And, you right. know, she's like, oh, we could reschedule. I'm like, actually, I can't because it's not like I just get to just put everything the next week because then the next week I have all the other appointments, you know? So sometimes I have to, in the middle of a, of a funeral planning, go and help a client for an hour. I don't have the luxury of just shelving that. Right. 
Right. You know, and there's people out there who will say, you can schedule your business to allow. No, it's bull. It's bull crap. Right. It's bull crap. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Just I, I, I love that. But you work from home, so you're available all the time. Or if you had your systems and your automations or you just had an online course, you wouldn't have to show up. And it's like, how do you think those things get sold? It doesn't matter if I'm working with a client or I'm doing a marketing plan. All of that is still there. It's just inter it's interesting the commentary we get, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the crone herself. Okay. What What is at the core of the crone herself? Like, why did you start this idea? Because I was very excited when you brought it up. <laughs> You know, I was struggling with my other businesses, right? Pe things weren't feeling exactly right and that I wasn't being nourished in the ways that I need to be nourished. One of my businesses I've been doing, um, I've been teaching for, uh, in that venue for about 20 years and uh, making a decision to leave that was hard. There was grief involved. There was Am I doing the right thing? What am I going to do next? And as I started to move away from that and build what I was doing next, everything just kept falling apart, right? The website was just, we're not even going to go there, but it was three months of horrible experiences trying to build uh, a new website and trying to come up with content and everything that I needed to do to build this business just felt like, and you remember me being in the rooms and being like, I don't want to do that. I'm not, I don't want to do it. Why do I have to do all this busy work? I just want to do what I'm here to do. And that's still true. I still want to do what I'm here to do. It, that wasn't the right venue for me. And, but I hadn't, I didn't know what was next. So I was really in this place of like, I'm building this thing. It's not making me happy. What am I? doing. And I don't know, I stumbled on this website and it said something like, you've never been comfortable calling yourself a coach because you're not one, you're a priestess. And I had to sort of sit back and take a really deep breath because that's true, right? I've been a priestess for 35 years. Um, and I've called myself all kinds of things, right, to avoid the P word, right? So I would be um, acceptable, right, to a wider audience, right? So I've called myself a coach. I've been uh, a mentor. I've been a empowerment person. I've been, you know, a, a teacher, all of these titles. And I said, but, you know, priestess just sounds like somebody who's in their 20s. Right. Or um, and you get you, we see all the images, right, of priestesses and they're they're size four and they're wearing their prom gown in the woods and gallivanting. And I'm like, look at me. That's not what I look like. I've never looked like that. But I was having this other thing happen in my life where I'm postmenopausal now. Right. Like my hormones. Oh, my God. My hormones are just the same every damn day. I am the same person this afternoon as I was this morning and as I will be tomorrow and next week. And it's like a revelation, right? To not be week to week to week to week day to day to day during perimenopause and menopause, like, who am I? What is happening? Could I even trust myself <laughs> to make a decision? And there's really been this thing, like my kids are mostly grown, right? They're 22 and 26. They, The 22-year-old still lives here and needs parenting from me at a level that I'm kind of uncomfortable with, right? I'm like, I don't really want to parent at that level anymore. But there's a sense of- You're like, I got things to do. I got a life to live now. Like you're supposed to be gone, right? Yeah, no um, offense. Because they're neurodivergent, you know, to yeah. um, an extreme- they're never probably going to be gone, right? We'll probably always live together. Um, and then they can be writing to someone saying, how do I take care of my grouchy old mother, right? When the torch um, passes, yes. So all of these things were sort of converging, right? 
And this sense of really, um, I think when I met you and I started working in the catalyst and you would ask me questions and they, a lot of times, if it was about my business, I would hesitate. But if it was about me and the kind of work I do, I was so solid and I shocked myself at how solid I was. And I, so there was this, on the one hand, my business was like, what is happening? But I felt so solid. And so when this question came up about what kind of priestess are you, which is a question I give my students all the time. What kind of witch are you? What kind of priestess are you? What kind of magical practitioner are you? And it was time for me to ask myself that question again. And the answer was, I'm a crone now. I'm 58 years old. And I said, what does that look like in relationship to what I want to be teaching, how I want to be leading, how I want to be nourishing women who are my age and older and my age and younger, right? This is a whole life spectrum event, this big crone energy. And I sat with my morning pages, which I write every morning, right? Handwritten, sit down, stream of consciousness. A lot of time, I'm a Capricorn. So a lot of times it's just a to-do list, But 26 pages poured out of me. And it was like a whole, it was this huge thing, right? And I I said, I had a business plan. Yeah. I had an idea for a business plan. Yeah. And I'll never forget that day. You were like, can we, can we just go into like a private room? And I was like, come into my office. We have a virtual world at the catalyst. So we went into my favorite room, which is just like a lush green wall of like, and like kind of 1967 aesthetic, which is my jam. Yeah, a little low coffee table. Yeah. Very cozy. <laughs> yeah. We were on a comfy couch and, you yeah. know, like with the sun streaming in, it's a virtual world, everyone. It's just, we yes. can make it whatever we want. Yes. So you said, I have this idea and you started showing me some of the phrases that came out of that 26 page document. And of course we all know the, the one that really hit me, of course, which is, meet your whole life. And I was like, my whole life, Karina. And when I said that, though, you had a like a reaction, you were like, Oh, no. Like, well, you were talking, I was using that language in the previous um, programs that I was trying to develop. Yeah. And the way I heard it was that it was filled with trepidation and anxiety. And like, sure, that is too much. Oh, right. No. And so it was like I came on. away thinking, oh, I need to narrow my focus. Maybe I shouldn't use that language because I don't want to scare people thinking we're going to rearrange your whole life. No, I was going to meet my whole life. And right. when you start talking about the crone herself of like really stepping into that energy and being able to embrace my whole life, all the roles, all the expectations, all of, but meeting it with my energy, like the meeting it with my whole self. And we've talked a lot about this because you and I both agree, like that whole rhetoric around, I'm going to, I even like squinted my eyes just thinking about the whole rhetoric where we're broken or we're not whole like you and I both are right on that same page as soon as I have a client that says I'm broken I'm not whole I'm like we're gonna like we're not doing that here we are whole people but being able to really embrace and step in and claim that energy claim that big crone energy so that I can meet my whole life it to me it was about being just intentional about me enjoying the time I have here, even when things suck, even when I'm like struggling or when I'm when I'm stepping into a big opportunity. Right. It is stepping into my whole life with that big crone energy. Yes. That's yes. nourishment. That's self-nourishment because it's giving myself that permission to be that person. And that's what it is, right? It's permission. It says it doesn't matter what the good girl book rule book says, what feels good, what nourishes me, what depletes me and saying yes to nourishing ourselves 
if we don't do that, guess what? You can't take care of those teenagers. You can't take care of those elderly parents. You can't take care of, and you won't take care of your, whatever's going on in your body, because you're not even giving yourself enough time to know what's happening and what your options are, how you want to handle that, you know? So this, on the one hand, you know, I frame it in this way of like, get rid of the good girl rule book because we're already good. We're already good. You're gonna make me cry. I'm just, don't cry. <laughs> I'm sorry to make you cry again. <laughs> happens. Yeah. You know, we're already good. We already have permission. There's nothing wrong with us. We may have things that need treatment. We may have healing work that we need to do, right? We may have skill sets that we have yet to grasp, but none of that means that we're broken or that we're deficient or something is wrong, inherently wrong with us. I feel like so many women I work with come to me with this and reveal this deep, dark secret that they they know that there is something inherently wrong with them. And it's like this moment that it just breaks my heart over and over and over and over again. Because there's nothing wrong with us. We came into this life innocent. And we're still innocent. If you don't feel innocent about something, make amends. Make it right. So that you feel okay, but it doesn't mean that there's something that you're broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when we, huh, I think when we let go of that whole like idea that we could be broken, um, it's really, it's just, it's enriching. It's just like, it's like, okay, I sent you a video this morning um, of a lady dancing Yes. Had a Taylor Swift concert, and she's the security guard, yeah. um, the person who's like in charge of making sure people don't rush the stage. Mm -hmm. And she was in her moment, right? So she was dancing, singing, she had, she, and like not just like like you know this kind of dancing. She right. had moves. She had choreography. She did in there, and she was like making icon. So the thing is, what was really like what I noticed, and because I used to work in a large stadium and a symphony orchestra, so security, I'm like she was still making eye contact with everybody, letting people know that there was going to be no rushing the stage today on her watch and to make sure that everybody was safe while she had a really great time. And I was yes. like, this is it. She's having a really great time. She's enjoying her life. She's enjoying her moment while she is still doing her job, keeping her role and making sure that everyone knew that she was the main character. You're here to see Taylor Swift, but right now you're in my aisle and we are going to be here together and we yes. are going to be doing this together. Yep. But also if any one of you think you're even going to step out of your seat, we are going to have a situation. And I was like, this is BCE. This is big crone energy. Yes. Yeah. Because she was taking care of herself. She was taking care of everybody around her in her role. And she was having fun doing She it. was having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And the people around her, you could see the ones who were giving her attention were having a blast watching her as well. Manage all of that. Right. Yeah, there was one gal in like a sparkly dress and she you could see she was like, oh, shoot, I don't know how to dance. This lady has like rhythm. I got to she, she like fixed her. She was like, oh, OK, yeah, I'm having more fun now that I'm letting myself actually as opposed to the kind of weird swaying she started. Yeah, she started getting into it and it was like a little ripple effect out. People were having more fun because this lady was showing up and having fun. Right, right. Yeah. And she didn't have to wear a sparkly dress. No. And she didn't have to do all of the things. She's in her security guard uniform yep. having a blast. Yeah. And something about her age as well. Yeah. She's allowed to have a blast because yeah. she's not trying to look a certain way. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think this is such an important piece of the crone herself as well. There's this moment where you realize you walk into a room and no one is looking at you. 
because you've reached a certain age. You are no longer someone who, um, as people scan the room for who's there, they're not scanning you. They're going right by you. And as a, in my experience, right, people always stop to scan, right? And so there was this moment when I realized, oh, that's not happening. And I know women who get really upset by that, right? Um, they, they, they rely upon that male gaze, right? Or the gaze. Women check women out all the time to make sure that we're doing the right thing, that we look okay. Um, and to be dismissed um, feels like a loss of some kind. For me, it felt like such a relief. Like, seriously, no one cares what I look like because I hit a certain age? Thank God I'm finally free, right? I can look however I want. I can show up however I want. And no one is going to say, um, and even if they do, I don't care anymore, right? oh, well, she should be taking better care of herself or she should wear more makeup or she should dye her hair or whatever. It doesn't matter because nobody's really paying attention. Yeah, I embraced that quite a few years ago. Uh, maybe my whole life, I don't know. But particularly when I stopped wearing pants um, and embraced just wearing a dress, mostly because I don't have to think about what my top and bottom is I just know exactly, I just put on a dress and I'm done, a yeah. black sweater. Um, but I have people all the time when I'm out in public, they'll be like, oh, your skirt is tucked up. Like some, I have a big, big old butt. And so sometimes the skirt just like rests Takes on my up. butt. Yeah. And uh, I'll be like, okay. And then they're like, oh, you, you don't care. We were at a restaurant once and I wasn't wearing like leggings or anything, but it was like this amazing buffet. And I was, I come back and I'm like, I got this little, like my plate. And the lady beside was like, oh, ma'am, your skirt's tucked up. I'm like, why are you watching? And she was like, what? I'm like, is your dinner not good enough? Eyes on your plate, ma'am. Eyes on your plate. And she was just like, oh. I'm like, yeah, because you weren't doing it to help me. You were doing it to, like, point out something that you didn't like. And I'm like, it's different when it's like, hey, oh, hey, you've got, like, a piece of toilet paper stuck to your foot. That's a good one. But, like, trying to, like, monitor my clothing Mm -mm. I got no time for that. And my husband, you know, she looked at like my husband, my husband was like, yeah, I, she has a butt and sometimes her skirt falls. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, she, she's know? looking at her, at your husband, yeah. like, you're going to back me up here and help me police your woman. No. And he was just like, sometimes it happens. Eyes on your plate. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and like, it, it was weird. It was a weird situation, but I'm just like, I got nothing. Like sometimes yeah. that's going to happen. If I feel a draft, I'll pull it down but I'm not really worried about it. Like, cause I got my own thing to do. I got my, I got my own plate of tasty food, um, you know, and I'm not going to worry about pulling down my skirt while I'm juggling, uh, you know, a massive plate of tasty food. It's not going right. to happen. But this policing yeah. of one another, that's in the good girl book. Yeah. Right. Like when we get that indoctrination, Part of the privilege that we receive with it, I'm speaking as a white woman, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, is the, is the privilege or the responsibility, right, to police other women, to say when, when you're laughing too loud or when your dress is hiked up or your dress is too short or your hair is too long or your whatever, right? And it's supposed to be helpful. And it's not, it is just a reinforcement of you're always being observed to make sure that you are staying in line. And I don't want to go too far into this because if I go too far, then I, I make a mistake. But I want to say that this is part of what is going on between white women and women of color that we think that we're being helpful by policing all of all women we do it to each other but it's a we're in different cultures right we've been enculturated slightly differently yeah and so my policing of your business first of all we need to just stop across so the board a, this is an interesting kind of thing that distinction that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast and it's the difference between you know looking out for each other and policing 
um, it's right. nourishing and restricting people, right? Because right. everyone will say, well, I just want, I was just trying to be nice. I was just trying to help you out. And it's that tone, right? As soon as someone says that tone, just you know exactly, nice. yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what you were trying to do yeah. as soon as you become defensive, yes. right? It, you know, the lady who was like, your skirt's tucked out, I was like, yeah, I don't care. And, you know, she could be like, okay, cool. Like that would have been her response. But she was like offended that I didn't care. And it was an intro as soon as like, she's like, I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm like, no, you're not. But thank no. you. You know, yeah. and it's just like, I can tell. I can, yeah. I can actually tell. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. If you become defensive, if someone says no, thank you to your idea of helping or supporting or nourishing, monitor your own response, you know, show exactly like if you're feeling like defense or like that person should be thankful, pack it up. Go off somewhere else. You don't need to unpack it in front of them either. That's not their responsibility because right. that is, that's nurturing and nourishing other people is unpacking your own ish elsewhere. Yes. Yes. And we're unpacking really unlearning thousands of years of Absolutely. conditioning. Thousands Absolutely. of years of rules, conditioning and rules oppressions. that are all in, they're in conflict with e with each other, right? Sure. When we start listing all the ways that we're supposed to look and behave and act and be graceful and be thankful and be responsible, and blah blah blah, they're in conflict with one another, right? Yeah. So it's like if you've got a bad program running on your system. The whole system is, you have to start from scratch. Yeah. So in unlearning thousands of years of this kind of conditioning, mm -hmm. our job is to say, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What makes me feel good? What, what, what foods upset me. Right? <laughs> if I don't get this much sleep, what am I like the next day? If I drink mm -hmm. that much coffee, I mean, it's these simple, tiny little places that we begin with these little questions. But when we start to pull that thread, yeah, all kinds of things unravel. And we get to use that thread to knit together what we do love, what we do want. And we learn to ask other people, what is it that you want? Yeah. So that I can nourish you the way that you long to be nourished. Yeah. Or maybe find joy in it too. Yeah. Right. Like you're, you know, you're thinking, oh, this person shouldn't be doing this. It's like, well, why don't you just put yourself in their shoes for half a minute? You might have fun doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. There was something about when I came to the catalyst and I realized like, oh, I am like a little in over my head, right? But I'm smart. I can keep up. Yeah. And oh my God, I am finally in the right place with people who actually know the answers to the things I'm asking. Yeah. And who aren't doing this as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's the big thing. We got to pay bills with well, what we're we making. Have to, we have to make sure that where we're going for help is yeah. the right place. And that's we're going to actually get the help that we need yeah. in that place. Yeah. And part of it is like. can't ask the wrong people. I can't ask, you know, my neighbor across the street if he can put the fire out in my house. Right. He's not a fireman. Bunk out of the shed. Oh. Again, and these are people who say that this is what they do for a living, but right. we're just going to, mm -mm. right. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also go like, for example, like, like you said, this is a guy who, who like an exterminator, I got this, we're going to, oh, there's no skunk. It's a possum. And you're like, I can, I can smell that there is definitely a skunk. So you, same thing with like coaching or business support. Uh, and cause I've been through it all. People will, will say that they are, they know the answer and they might know one part of the answer. But part of it too, what I have found in the space is that we might not be ready to hear the answer as well. 
Okay. And that we might ask the question or we might ask for help, but we actually aren't ready to really like receive that help. And it can be, it can be a challenge. And I, I recognize it is, but I also, I have so much patience for people. Like, I'm just like, whenever you're ready, I'll Mm -hmm. say it 1200 times sometimes. Um, And I know other people in the room are that too. Like, they're just like, we've got really great people in our community that they're just like, I might've said this 600 times, but the person, it wasn't, it was Thursday and Thursday, we don't need to hear things on Thursday, but maybe Friday. And that's okay too. But I've, I've really noticed that it, it is a special space where you can maybe show up and be not quite ready as well. But if you keep showing up and you keep working on it, all of a sudden, the thing that you might've heard 1200 times, you actually understand the thing you're hearing. Cause that's a different thing, right? I can hear the words, yes. but does the word mean anything to me? Yes. It's like learning a new language, right? I can hear that same word 500 times. And then you obviously don't realize you're out in public and you use that word instead of the word that you might like the, re- the regular language that you're all of a sudden you're like, here's a word and I've used it. And now it makes sense to me, you know, yes. same thing with learning a new skill or a new, or doing something in your business where you're growing. And you, I've seen you do it. I've seen you come in and be like, today is not the day. And then you come in and then you're like, okay, bye. We'll see you later. And then you come (laughs) in and then you're like, today is the day I'm, I'm learning this today. And I love that. I love watching you do that. Yeah. Now I have a habit of like, if you present me with something new that I'm uncomfortable with, I will back away. And I need about now. When you first joined the catalyst, you were like, we just, you're just gone. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. And then, but now you're like, no, not today. (laughs) And I love that. Right. Because I can see like, that's the perfect thing because it's just like, that's okay. You you had too much caffeine. You didn't sleep well then, or you're still processing something you learned yesterday. And the next thing isn't ready to click it. And that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same, no matter when you're working with people. Right. Um, when I'm training people, when I'm working with uh, with students and clients or at a fire walk, you know, I'll, I'll repeat myself. Yeah. I repeat myself and repeat myself and repeat myself. And, you know, I've had students who have worked with me for four five, six years. And I'll say something that I've said a hundred times and you can see them. Like I literally watch people go. <sighs> I wish that you had said that earlier. <laughs> and I'm I like, had I've to. said it a hundred times. I've said it every time we've spoken. I repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And yeah. sometimes we just cannot. Like no. some part of us outright rejects the message. Not ready for that message. Yeah. Not ready for that message. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to worry about, like, I love that you do this now because other people have said, you know, I saw Karina uh, doing such and such the other day. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And they're like, I realized that I, you say something to me and if I don't want to hear it, I get mad at you. And then I I realized I was in it because when Karina was like, no, not today, I I can reset something the other day. Like, well, I'm done today or something. You're like, then that's my cue. I'm done today. Goodbye, everybody. And you, and then that you doing that was the trigger for the other person to go, "Oh, oh, oh, I sit there and I get mad at you and I get mad at you when I really should just be like, not today. And then I come back the next day. I'm like, yeah. Now today. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday I made you mad because I'm like, you, this is something you got to do. Um, otherwise you're going to be in pain later on. I can see all of the, all of the pain that is before you. If we just mm-hmm. put in this one automation right now, we're going to get mad at me. Go ahead. I don't care. And you've heard yeah, me say this. I'm sure. like, be mad. I- when, when you give me a list of like, like a whole Miro board full of yeah. like assignments, I'm like, okay. And yeah. then I leave. Right. Cause so I'm going to have go, homework again. I, I have homework that. and yeah. it's okay. It's okay that I have homework and it's okay yeah. that I took two, two days off and didn't yeah. do that homework, but it's up here. Right. Yeah. And then and two days later, you're like, I hated this homework, but this was good. This was good. I like this homework. I'm like, okay, good. And that helps me. That's an ongoing conversation because I can mm-hmm. see what you like doing and what you don't like doing. So that helps me also build other tools for you. Like, not just like, you know, like not just the, the processes in your business, but like, I can see you like, okay, you're going to need support here. You're going to need support. That's for me to, to observe, to help observe yes. because you're in the moment. 
and you're you're just trying to get through this thing. I get to like walk around. You know, this is the fire walks. I and the mentorships that you do, you get to yeah. walk around in this like 360 and right. say, oh, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, this we can make this even better. We can make this even better, and that's that's how we nourish each other, right? right? We're and not. How, how do I get this person to hear the thing that everybody else in the room has heard? Yeah. yeah, we're not trying to teach in a way that's like, no, you've got to do it this way. It's it's helping you shape that that three sixty view of yourself. Yes. And helping make it even better. Right. And finding the language that you can hear. Right. Yep. Or the senses that you need. Because it's not always hearing. It's not always seeing. It's not always. Sometimes it's feeling. The other day I asked somebody what their brand smells like. And they were like, ha, ha, ha. Wait. Actually. And from there, we were able to craft a whole brand around it. Colors. Imagery. Right. But it wasn't until it was like, oh, wait, actually, it's like vanilla and cloves and cinnamon. I'm like, we can build that. That's a brand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like being there with people to kind of say, okay, it's okay if this one way didn't work. We've got like 1,200 more. It's fine. We'll work through it. We'll get there together. Right. And the ideas will keep coming. I mean, that's part of being what, you know. I don't know if it's part of being an entrepreneur, but I, I feel like for me being in the rooms at, on the, at the catalyst is like, oh, I f- like these people, their brains work like mine, right? They're not saying, oh, that'll never work or, oh, here she goes again with another one of her big ideas, right? And I have lots of big ideas, right? Yeah. What I haven't had was the right help. Or the ability to ask the right people for help. And at one point in my life, the ability to ask for help at all. So let's talk about that. Are you nourished right now as a risk taker? I think that I'm nourished in the catalyst. Okay. I think that there are relationships in my life where I'm being nourished for mm-hmm. the, the risks that I'm taking. Um, mm-hmm. Big shout, shout out to um, Misha at Spill the Tea Apothecary, who's another entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So she could see it, right? It's like mm-hmm. something that happens in us and we're like, oh, I know what that is. I want to I wanna be a part of that in whatever way that I can or help that along yeah. in whatever way I can. Um, I think that my life is such right now where I know how to nourish me and I don't have a lot of demands that would take me away from Mm -hmm. what I really want to be focusing on right Mm now. Um, And so I know how to nourish myself and have set up my life in a way Mm -hmm. that allows me to work on my business. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And to fill my own well, so that when the clients come, because they're coming, they're getting ready, right? Um, that my well is is full so that I'm not trying to, you know, give you the last drop of energy yeah. that I have, um, yeah. which we can do. You know, we can over, we can also over, I don't know if we can over nourish people, but we can certainly deplete ourselves trying, Right. So that I think that there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. And how are you on receiving nourishment? Is it easy for you? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes I'm a little shy about it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not accustomed to it, right? I wasn't nourished well as a mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I felt I was in relationships as an adult that were not nourishing. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so when nourishment is offered, I think my first response is to, to be uh, surprised, right. To be surprised, um, to be delighted, right. To be grateful. Um, I think that there have certainly been, 
moments when I've like spent like a whole day with you working on my business and been like, I kind of monopolized the room today, you know? And, but then I hear you say, you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're doing. That's what you needed. That's what there's space for. Yeah. And so that's been really helpful to me to be able to ask for what I need and to receive it and to, and to also hear, nope, I'm working on this or to read the room and be like, they are really busy building out the catalyst website right now. (laughs) And my thing can wait today. Oh, really? The only thing that we, and I will say this, we, we work on things, but like anything that we work on during those moderated co-working are things that we can stop very easily. I know. um, Because it's just, yeah. But I, I loved when I was like, can I just build you a website, please? (laughs) And I I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Website done so that we can go on and do the fun things. That was my, that was me asking for nourishment that this is the, this is what some people don't realize is that when I'm like, hi, may I please just build you a brand and a website that you love and we can move on. It's cause I love that part. I well, n- or that I'm just like tired. I'm just like, I don't, I, the, the thinking about hiring a, a web designer or like what your brand it's kind of gets boring for me. I'm just like, there's so many fun things we can do. Like we can get you on media. We can start doing, you know, your podcast because I want to do all that fun stuff. Can I just do this so that we can move on and get to the fun things? And people are like, wait, you want to do more? Yes. I would like to do this work today. And so that you can move on and we can have more fun. The day that I brought you the idea for the crone herself, seriously, we were in the room for about two hours discussing it. And Marisa at some point says, here, let me share my screen with you. And there's a whole brand. There's there's like, there's a whole brand built. There's like, here are your social media posts and here's your social media. Here's your book. Here's your website. Here's your podcast cover. Here's your logo. Here's your podcast cover. Here's your book cover. And I'm like, wait, I'm doing a podcast. Wait, I'm writing a book. Wait, what, what is happening? But it was, it was this explosion of big crone energy. And that's what it looks like. It looks like an explosion. I think it is the big bang right? The explosion of all creative energy, right? It has a little nebula and the stars are in there. Um, But this happened in two hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, for the past, I don't know, 12 weeks, I've been fighting with, you know, can you please use the color I asked you to use on my website? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I was like, what color are you thinking of this? And you're like, that hot pink color that I put on the website that got taken away from me by another web designer. I was like, done. I was like, I can color match that. And then everything just sort of fell in place. But the reason why I did that, I mean, one, I was like, I was co-creating with you. And this, this sometimes happens like where people will, they're, they're telling me a story and I'm writing their landing page. And Mm -hmm. then at the end, I'm just like, oh, and here's your, here you go. Here's your brand or here's your landing page. And people are like, wait, what, when did you do this? I'm like, while you were telling me the story, I was pulling out the juicy bits. Right. Right. So you didn't have, so, cause what happens is in the, in the creation process is we get this idea, we get really excited and then we go to put it down and it's like, Ooh, (laughs) Ooh. And we overthink it. Right. And we have like executive dysfunction and we're just like, ah, and then it never goes out. Right. With me, I'm just like, okay, while Karina's talking about this, I'm going to make this visual. I'm going to put some words in. I'm going to start pulling out some of these, these phrases that, that she's written down here and I'm going to start putting it in. And then it felt real. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, I don't do a website. And I was like, I'm just going to build that for you tomorrow. And you're like, no, you can. I'm like, I actually can. Um <laughs> here you go i was like give me your passwords and your logins like we're you know and then you have a website yeah okay okay yeah Yeah. you couldn't think yourself out of having that great idea no and and because of the way my mind works right i have a hundred great ideas every day right but this was really a really big and i thought if i don't move on this very, very quickly, I will get bored or I will get um, distracted by the next thing or I'll get mad at the project or 
something will happen and it will fall, it will fall away. And then I'll be back in this position again of like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. 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 And I mean, I have this thing where like, I can't show up for somebody's business more than they can show up. That's the whole part of the done with you is like, you come in the room and you're like, I want to work on my website today. I'm like, let me just log in. Um, because I know that you're ready and there to work. Right. Mm -hmm. Part of that done, like done for you. I can't do that anymore because I will sit there and work on it. And then I've got to wait for you to, to like, look at Mm -mm. like, it is so much better where we're just like, you want to build this home pit. You're like, I want to work on my podcast page. I'm like, okay, here, can you give me this? Okay. And then, you know, I'm like, give me your login and you're, you're still talking about it. And I'm like, okay, there's your podcast page. Okay. Like have have a good day, you know, and you (laughs) now again, don't have to talk yourself out of it. Right? right. And go, oh, I don't know what the tech is, or I don't know how to do this the easiest way. I'm like, I got you. Like, I got you. We'll just, we'll just put it in. And mm-hmm. there you go. Now you get to go be you. You get to go be the crone herself because you don't have to be the expert. I mean, you, you will become the expert at every, you're like, I will know this and I will figure it out before you give it to someone else. And I, I know that about you, but <laughs> Your, your true magic is being the crone herself is going out there and, and impacting people with your Mm -hmm. energy, right? I need to get away, get all those obstacles away so that you just get to show up and shine. You just get to go out and talk about these amazing things, your whole life, meet, go meet your whole life, Mm -hmm. right? Don't wait. Don't you know, wait. Embrace the crone energy. Like I know all these key messages because we say them all the time. Yes. They're and like you're not you're not too young. You're, you're never too young. too young. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're just right. Doesn't yes. matter when you step into that big this crone is energy. Nobody. It, you know we have it our whole lives. So mm-hmm. big the crone herself wants you to know you can access big crone energy. If you're 25 or 30 yeah. or 35 or 40 or 85 or 100. Yes. Right? And it's cross-cultural. It's intergenerational. Right. We are, yes. it's about sharing information. It's about connecting. It's about, yes. it's actually about nourishing the risk takers too. Yes. And I love that. Um, it is, it is a, it is a movement. Oh yeah. That I was like, oh, and then you have a movement. Um, and you're like, I have a movement now. I'm like, it's bigger <laughs> than you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please go forth. Yes, it is bigger than me, you know, it is bigger than me. And there are pieces of that movement out there, right? Since I've started doing this work that have sort of landed or people send me links or whatever. I'm like, oh, good. This is, this thing is already rolling. Um, And I would, it's already here, right? Like it's not mine, right? I mean, the crone herself that's mine. That's sure. my name. That's my name. And big yeah. grown energy is my thing, but this is archetypal, right? This is ancient. This yeah. is ancestral. Yeah. Um, and so we, and we're here sort of like bringing it in and through, bringing it in and through, bringing it in and through. So a lot of my teachings, yes, they're from my whole life, right, of teaching, of mentoring, of guiding, of loving, of nurturing, of helping people develop into people who can get up in the morning and be like, I'm good, right? There's that piece of it, but there's also this other stuff that is way bigger than any one individual, And I don't remember who said the line, but they said, you know, one day it might be that a bunch of old women start a rebellion and take over the world, right? And in other cultures, old women are in charge, (laughs) right? When the old women speak, everybody stops whatever they're doing to listen and offers them that respect. Because they have wisdom, because we're, because we're crumbs, right? There's also something here about sovereignty that I want to say. And when I think 
that what people are talking about when they say the word sovereign is that they mean I'm self-authoritative, right? Like I'm in charge of me. And that's that's good. That's good progress from everybody else is in charge of me and I'm taking direction from everyone else. The thing is, is that sovereignty has to be in solidarity. It has to be collaborative. It has to be collective, cooperative conspiratorial even, right? That if all I'm concerned about is me and my needs, that that means I'm not, I don't care about you and your needs because I'm sovereign, right? And we've all seen this used this way, right? Like I get to do whatever I want because I'm a sovereign being. No, you do not get to do whatever you want that is harmful or deleterious to other people or communities because you're a sovereign being. Now you're using sovereign the way that it was meant to be used, which is the ruler over the people, over their subjects. So we're not subjects. We get to the goal here is for us all to become sovereign, self-authoritative, right? Within the agreed upon culture with others, we don't get to just be like, I get to do whatever I want. You know, people who pick up AR-15s are going to do whatever they want, right? People who are ruining communities or ruining good people's reputations are doing whatever they want. We have to figure out how do we all walk hand in hand together toward the world that we want to live in, not just our little world. So that's my tirade on sovereignty. I think it's a great idea, but we have to do it together and support one another in that. Did we reach our limit? Uh, I just realized that I had wrote big cone energy uh, instead of big crone energy. So now we're at, yeah, we're back to big crone energy. It's just, that's it. So you have, I just want to wrap things up here. Um, you have a podcast, you have a movement. Um, they can find all of that at uh, the crone herself.com. Um, yes. And we will have links for that. But one thing I, I've been doing is, I just want to take a moment to recognize and appreciate you. Um, I love that you've joined the catalyst. I absolutely am just overjoyed. Like I said, I, I, I'm loving the journey that you're bringing the other catalyst members along in their own self-reflection and self co like their self-creation of themselves in their, in the world. And you, I mean, you're fascinating. I enjoy every time you come into the room with your stories. I love how you talk about, you know, the way that you show up for other people. Um, but you are, you're an incredible knowledge keeper. You're an incredible storyteller. Mm -hmm. And you really do have so much patience and so much love that you're giving into the world that mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like, I got to take a moment and mute myself because I'm just like, wow, Karina's a big deal. Um, and it is such an honor to have you in that space and to be a part of that co-creation that we're creating in the world. I, I can't, like I said, I cannot, um, I cannot shower enough words of appreciation upon you. So thank you so much for being there in the room. We're going to, we're going to also talk about being in the room, um, on another podcast, but I just, I really appreciate you there. So thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing in the world. Like I, I got excited by this because I'm like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for more intergenerational learning. I'm re I'm ready for, and it's an exchange, right? It's not just like, it's uh, as you said, the crone and big crone energies at any time of our lives. Uh, you know, you give to me, we're not that much of an age difference, but you give to me, I give to you. Um, yeah, I think we have like a decade and 12, 14 years maybe between us. Um, but like we are giving that's a it's a reciprocal 
learning that's happening on both sides of it. And I think that is a relationship that's, that's relationship goals, right? That's, that is friendship and colleague and co-creator, collaborator, conspirator. Um, That's it, right? Is when you know that that person's got, and you're going to, sometimes that person's going to annoy you. And sometimes that person's going to be like, geez, why did she say that? And it's like, oh, why did she put that? Why did she put that Facebook reel up about me? Uh, <laughs> it's not all about it's not always about you it, it totally <laughs> wasn't about me no nope. main main character energy <laughs> i have to do a thing that's like this i think i've done it before but it's like um the take on the you think this reel is about you don't you don't you um you know it's it's it was the, such a an important moment in our relationship yeah. though, right? Yeah. That I was able to like bring you that deep insecurity. Yeah. And yeah. you were able to just be like, that wasn't what was happening, but why do you think it was? Yeah. And yeah, I knew why make- I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but that that was the moment when I was like, okay, either they're gonna be like, Yeah, I was laughing at you because you're an asshole. Whoops. Um, no. or I wasn't. And, yeah. and we, and we can still be friends even after you thought that I did that to you. Yeah. And I was horrified. I was like horrified that you would be hurt by something. And I was like, wait, no, that's like five people that's happening to you right now. This yeah. isn't about it's you. totally, it's, just, it's always yeah. about us. Right. Yeah. Well, and, really, and I think I said to you, like, it's actually a reflection of how I show up in that moment. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. my own, like, I'm always, I'm always like, I'm slightly sarcastic. I'm like, Oh yeah. Right. Um, and I joke a lot, but I'm always trying to like measure my own reactions against other people so that I can be a really good mirror. And so that I can be a really good community member. Um, so I was was, horrified. Your response was perfect though. And it was, yeah. But I also do that. And like I there several times a week and people were like, was that about me? I'm like, no, but should it be? And like, you know, at that point we, we get rid of the shame, right? We get rid of that. Like, because it's like, yeah, we're all like that. I look at myself in my own. I do a reel or I do a TikTok. And I'm like, ha ha, I was talking to myself there. Um, right. And people, you know, people are gonna be like, that's about me. I'm like, oh no, I'm literally doing a little self journaling here in this right. process, right? And that and that's the thing is we just take, a, take away that kind of shame moment. And we're just like, oh, we do ridiculous things all the time. And we, it's okay. No one died, you know? No one was irrevocably harmed. No No. one died. No. And in a space like you've created, we all get to like look at that stuff about ourselves and be like, oh, look, we're all doing it. Oh, look, you're crying in the room today. Oh, look, I'm crying in the room today. Or like, oh, you've got brain fog today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can't focus today. You're just going to sit and like stare at the wall and listen to us chat cool welcome you know like nobody has to be super productive nobody has to be um you know killing it every day right but we all show up for whatever it is it's just showing up and it's being there and being nourished by just being around other people so that we're not sitting there in our dark basements like i used to like my potato my potato (laughs) era uh you know where i was just in a dark basement wondering (laughs) when's this all gonna change no we, we come in and we sit in those rooms with the grass, the green walls and the people chatting around us. Um, sometimes we're on it. We're like, wow, it was really super productive. And that's cool. We celebrate that too, even when we weren't that person. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can do for other people is know that we're not all on the same journey. We're not all on the same path, right. but we still get to celebrate the heck out of each other, even yeah. when we feel like we have nothing to celebrate. And it changes things like it changes the way we build relationships because it doesn't have to be transactional or competitive or competitive. Well, sometimes we also have some good competitions, though, where it's like, (laughs) I dare you to get to the end. We're going to bring some more of those, but they're friendly. They're absolutely friendly and they're fun, right? Because it's just fun games where we're just like, I can get more reels or I can get more likes than you or whatever. Like, it's just those things where we shake it up. Again, it's making things ridiculous that normally we would stress about. Right. Right. You know, we're going to pull on the 1970s gym shorts with the slits up the side and we're going to go run for our social media goals or something, you know, just like, (laughs) you know. 
but everybody gets a participation rib- ribbon, even if you didn't get to the finish line. Um, we are like that here. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good well, stuff. Thank it's, you so much. Decision. I, I, yes. And I'm so glad you made that decision. I'm so glad you came in. Um, so yes. So everybody, please do go see Karina Blackheart at the herself.com. If you're looking for her podcast, it is big crone energy and it is anywhere you would listen to a podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it. You want to listen to it. Go look up big crone energy. The episodes are fantastic. Mm. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing so much more hot pink smoke and, and nebulas mesmerizing across my social media feed and in the news and beyond. So thank you again very much, uh, Karina for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Nourish the Risk Takers, a podcast where asking for help becomes easier and receiving the help becomes life-changing. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our mailing list at createtherules.com to get notified when the next interview is released. Follow us on all socials at Create the Rules for in-between insights, talkbacks, and more. Thank you for being here.